it all by gq capone and you're listening to yuppie noir and we back with another episode of the yuppie noir podcast this is kyler you know you got b merch in the building dwight scud all about the benjamins baby and we back at it what's going on fellas uh, big big bagging <laughs> productive being productive you know that's all just trying to take it day by day you already right, snow that's all we can do so what do we got going on this week so, uh, f- first of our hot topics, you know, you know how it go. We're going to start right, right up there. Um, f- for this week, um, the first hot topic we're going to go into is the uh, tweets, um, the old tweets uh, surfacing for uh, Kevin Hart um, that caused him right now. He's kind of, you know, getting that angle of turning down the Oscar. We're going to talk about that. Um, kind of sticking with the same topic, uh, Kyler Murray, quarterback for uh, Oklahoma University, um, kind of the same thing happened to him uh, shortly after he won the Heisman Award. Um, so we're gonna talk about how those two kind of are a little bit relative, uh, relative, um, and uh, also touch on another incident. Um, then we're gonna uh, discuss the uh, King of R&B. I know that's been going around on everybody's Twitter. You know, y'all been getting the videos of all those random people, but we not we not gonna talk about them. We are talking about the legit contenders for the uh, King of R&B. Um, and then we're going to hop into our um, debate segment, which we're going to save for y'all later. And then water cooler and then, uh, you know, little quotes at the end. Bet. So uh, to start off on this, you know, it's a testy situation with, um, you know, digging up people's old tweets in terms of the comments that Kevin Hart has made in the past. Um, the, the most level-headed thing that I've seen come out of this uh, entirely is that two things can be true, right? Kevin Hart um, definitely had some... Uh, things that he said on his social media and in his past that are, uh, you know, basically deplorable or, or not anything that uh, anyone would be proud of and definitely should be condemned uh, for those tweets. You know, it, it was uh, from a place of ignorance, and I don't think anybody would disagree with that. On the other hand, I think we're starting to reach a tipping point uh, with these type of things where people start digging up old tweets from almost over a decade ago where, I mean, it's getting to the point where in t- anytime anybody does something positive or, you know, has a career-defining achievement in their life, people online are looking through their past tweets to try and pull them down. And I, I can only see that type of uh, behavior coming out of envy and, and jealousy, and I think it's it's really unfortunate. Well, so so the, what was the tweet? Let me, I'm only pull up the tweet. Go for it. So I guess the tweet that um is causing the most controversy is where he says, "Yo, if my son comes home and tries to play with my daughter's dollhouse, I'm going to break it over his head and say in my voice, stop, that's gay.'" And in another uh form uh 2000 and that was from 2011 tweet. Uh, and in a 2010 tweet, Hart says someone's profile pic looks like a gay billboard for AIDS. And then in another written in 2009, he called somebody a fat face fact. I think that for that last one you said is kind of, you know, uh, adding to insult to injury as well. But all three of those, because um, like the first two you, you mentioned, like to me kind of just. Like the comedy industry, when you talk about you know uh, people doing stand up, was once something where you could make like crude, you know, comments sometimes, and it's not 
taken really out of context or applied in a, like a bigger uh, fashion other than just being purely for comedy, per comedic pur purposes. But nowadays, I just feel like, you know, like, like Kyle and Kyle, what Kyler said, anytime there's like a good point in time, we want to go back to that. But I don't think, in my opinion, you can really use that against him, at least f from, you know, our perspective, because I think we've, can, can we say, it's safe to say we've grown up on comedy where sometimes, you know, there was some crude language used maybe to like a certain group sometimes. A hundred percent. I you mean, know. Eddie Murphy had a whole comedy special, uh, Raw, or it was yeah, either Raw or Delirious. It, it was both Where he had, yeah. uh, he had a red jump, or not, a red leather suit on. Yeah. yeah. And he used uh, epithets and, and, race, and, and slurs that were deriding uh, the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it... it it was, you know, that was a thing of the past, not not saying that it was right in any type of way, um, but a comedian, you know, back to the Paul Mooney's, back to the Richard Pryor's, uh, back to Eddie Murphy's, they've always been sort of pushing those boundaries. And it's almost sort of like an um, artistic license in a, in a way where they are sort of afforded a certain uh you know the ability to try and make a joke or, or try and find humor in something that's that's dark. So, so are y'all saying that it's okay in comedy in in, in in the comedy? I don't to think to make jokes like that. Or I wouldn't say it's it's necessarily okay. I just think that um, you got to recognize who your who your audience is. And at the time, I mean, in my opinion, Kevin Hart's audience, like he, they were still receptive of that. It wasn't something. That was, you know, he was getting backlash for on all his stand-ups. I wasn't hearing anything about him having about him making an issue like that. He used to say stuff. I remember about but his uncle, about a person. In, I think it was his uncle that he was in that was in jail or something like that. And he would sometimes reference like, you know, maybe some, uh, uh, you know, anti maybe LGBT, you know, for lack of a better term there, um, uh, you well, know, things. But his, his his uncle was doing some. Yeah, some things well, for some change, but I don't think he was like referencing that in like a derogatory cool. way. But he was saying like his he always says like his dad is like was always on drugs and like doing things to sure. get drugs like Kevin Hart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I think I, I would definitely not say it's I don't think it's ever okay to use certain slurs like the f word or like the I mean if unless you're of that community, right. I don't think you should be using those type of words. Obviously, as we evolve and grow as a community, you have to take things for the context of the time that they were setting, right? Sure. So, for instance, back then, you know, it might have been okay for, uh, like, Richard Pryor to sort of be making those sort of jokes, but now, obviously, now we know better, and right. that, that that's not okay now. So you're saying that he but, wouldn't uh, be able to survive in this time? Of course not. No, definitely not. Of course not. But what I what I do think, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't say it's okay. I think with comedians, you have to... I think their intent is always to find humor and find wit in certain things. So if they're making fun of a certain community, because we can't get to a point where we can't just laugh at anything. Obviously, the things that make us different are the things that, you know, comedians are uh, observant, right? They, they're uh -huh. the observers of our uh, our world, our community, and then they try to put a, a, a funny spin on it. So as long as they're not using racial slurs or, or uh, slurs to, to deride a particular community that they're not a part of, I have no problem with them making fun of certain certain things so, about a different community. So I was listening, and I was having this conversation with a, a co-worker of mine. So with that being said, so you're okay with comedians making jokes or making light of situations as long as they're not using those 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 terms that are very offensive to those groups? Is that what you're saying is okay to do? That's that's how I feel. Yeah. Okay. So if and if putting yourself in those situations mm -hmm. 
it was if like it's a situation where if you're going to see a, a white stand-up comp a comedian mm-hmm. and he makes black jokes it has to be witty and funny if it's just if it's just like mean-spirited for the sake of like oh i hate when they do this that and the yeah. third if but they're it's making, funny but no, what if it's but, funny? No, but 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 it, they have to be making a certain observation that's witty like you just saying like oh black people do this and white people do that like that's not funny you but got you have to be and, and if they're and if they're making I have no problem with them making that attempt if it's not funny it's just not funny to me okay but I'm okay. I'm okay with them making that attempt I'm not gonna be like yo this dude should never perform ever again or he should be banned but or he, people should pick him it, yo he that's his livelihood and that's his job he's trying to make a joke sometimes it hits sometimes it don't but but, but comedians need to be afforded that opportunity to try and make that but joke. no but no but all right it, it could but do you think sometimes a it could be the same joke but if a black community said it's versus another race it could be perceived differently or it, hit differently it definitely because sure. it, because it's subjective it's just like it's, it's totally everything is, every, all this is subjective to what you consider funny so it's like I mean some people you could say what, everything in the book and it's just like oh like I can get a kick out of it and the other people it's like nah like I'm not I'm not here for that but what can't happen is we get to a point where oh we just can't say anything mm. like that's that's where uh exchange of ideas and, and things like that start you know when free, freedom of speech starts to get stifled mm-hmm. and we just can't have conversations about anything we can't grow and evolve as a society because we're just people are just going to be like all right well if i say anything my career's going to be over mm-hmm. so then that's when people really start to get racist because mm-hmm. they start internalizing these messages and only saying it around the people that are like them right and then they start to have certain you know core beliefs around among among their peer groups and not inter- interacting or exchanging with other diverse population right and uh, Steve um, I don't know if you guys I'm sure you guys watch The Office I don't know if you guys have you should definitely go look at it mm-hmm. but the, that um, would never get off <laughs> oh my god yeah that's what so, so they were talking about possibly doing a rematch and Steve Steve Carell came out and was like I, I would never agree to it because I couldn't be Michael Scott Michael Michael, Scott, uh, I couldn't be Michael Scott. Like they would try to tweak my role so uh, much. And Michael Scott is hilarious. <laughs> like I just think about all the funny shows, like The Office, like a Chappelle show. That like nowadays they would just not be able to like get off or, or thrive. And that's some of our like greatest, you know, comedic canon. You know, so yeah. Even just, even Martin, like yo, some of the stuff they were doing on Martin, that that's not flying today. Which like is, what? Well, they would say that Martin is a misogynist, and they would want his show canceled because of the way that, that he talks to Gina and talks to Pam. I hundred percent agree with that. Well, Gina, okay. no, no, I no. say Pam, he, he was cracking Pam. jokes. He was right. cracking crazy yeah. jokes. Right. But no, the, but it wasn't way, like disrespect. Like it wasn't like. But the way that he put her, like that, like he said, like in that, okay, you're gonna stay in your lane as a as a female. Right. I'm gonna stay I'm, in my. I'm lane. the man of this yeah. house. I run things. But I then it was a lot. It was other times where he showed that he was vulnerable and sure, he needed her. Sure, right? but people don't like look balance. at that. They only look at the that the part where he's putting her down. So they they don't look at the whole picture. And then even with um. Um, what's the character that he played? Who uh, that was supposed to be like the quote unquote ghetto character? Shanene. Shanene. Yeah, yeah Shanene. I don't. They wasn't. They wouldn't let Shanene cook nowadays. Uh, if anything, that's a, a figure that they can they can run behind and maybe would be able to make the transition for people that are of that type of uh, person. Uh, because I think they would say that because she wasn't negative. Shanene was a, a white trying, character. He's trying to depict a a, a stereotype. What's the stereotype? Of black women that's ratchet ghetto. And uh, uneducated, I think that's what they. I think that's what people would say. I say uneducated. What, Let me ask y'all this. What, I, I would. I would say what, so. But go on. But is there a, a certain group of women that are 
ghetto black that have their nails like but that and they, uneducated. Well now, and this is not my my viewpoint, but they would say that oh, you're 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 depicting all black people, all black women like that. Who who's they? So that's what that's what the, the media. So let me let I me would say. let me bring this point. I think the media in, in the social media, social media they they would have a field day with that. What so. what what particular like I, I hate I hate to bring it to a race thing, but do do you all feel like it's like a particular like race or a particular part mm-hmm. of our society that's more critical know. of the things that are in our like entertainment and media? Like how you mean? Like so like um like for example, I know when we um. Sometimes we'll watch, we'll watch shows and like you'll see that they'll they're more, they're slowly but surely trying to incorporate a lot more um, LGBT characters maybe on certain certain shows. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think but do you the, think that, I think the elongated version is now I think it's LGBTQ Q. I, and IA is okay. added to that now what's, too. What's I, I and A? Um, educate, yeah, educators. What is Q is for questioning. Uh, a, oh, A is for like, uh, like, a like asexual. Like you don't identify with any specific okay. gender. Okay. But I have to do my research. But I believe IA is is added now. That's fine. So I just want to be all inclusive across the board. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. But but like so those so so that part I think that, those shows and things like that incorporating that um, those characters sometimes are as a result of the specific parts of our society maybe pushing that agenda. For the media to say, hey, why is this not this way? You know, like, why is this? Like, I think that, so I think that, and to be honest, and there's nothing against, this is nothing against, you know, the LGBTQIA uh, community, but it was, I feel like it was, it was put, they pushed the envelope on that agenda so that they can make sure that their part, like their, their, um, you know, their identity within our society is maybe showcased sometimes um, in the media. I, I wouldn't say maybe agenda. Um, because I think that has like yeah, a negative yeah. connotation. Okay. But I get what you're saying. I think representation is important. Okay. And especially if you're a showrunner um, who hasn't seen those type of communities represented in the past. Just like, you know, us as black people, we like seeing shows like Blackish or, or like to see our communities represented. Okay. I think you it, I think it's just I think it's just natural mm-hmm. that when you don't see yourself depicted in a certain uh, walk of life, mm-hmm. once you sort of get in those doors that you want to put your own people on. So okay. I would say that but So know. it's not like okay, I get you. I don't I don't think there's any malice behind it or agenda. No, of but course I, not. I, I think yeah. naturally that that would just happen once you get into a position of power. Okay, I, I agree. So it's not so it's not like a because what I was trying to ask is that there is a specific part of our society that's trying to push that um, uh, push the envelope to try to make sure that their voices and their you know lifestyles whatever it is is getting like you said presented sure. uh, correctly. Yeah, but I guess that applies to every walk of life, so to speak. Now, would you guys in Kevin Hart's situation where he already had, you know, apologized for the tweets prior, whatever the case may be, um, make another public apology, or would y'all just do what he did and step down and not host the Oscars, Oscars as well? If I have all the the things that Kevin Hart has going for him, the Oscars is not the it's not high on my agenda personally i mean if it's for him if that i don't know how high on his agenda it is as far as making sure that he like that he wanted to do that like how much it was like a big thing for him but if i have all the other things going for me as he does it's not a big deal for me i would probably just say all right you know what it's too much controversy around this i don't want it i don't want myself to be the star or like the topic of conversation so to speak i want it to be for the people that we're trying to um award 
Right, but I so, mean, if, if he apologizes, it's over. No, I mean, it should know. it should be. But I, I don't it, don't, it, I don't think it works that it don't that write easy. It, exactly. but like, it I, did because no, but the, it's gonna transition to our next topic okay. in a second. Well, well, what I would say is that even if I I so I think he handled it pretty um pretty well to be honest initially, uh, from my understanding of the story. Um, the tweets came out. They requested that he apologize again more publicly. He declined and said that I, I'll just step down if it's going to be an issue. And then he ended up did he did end up making a public apology to the LGBTQIA community for his his past. So why not do it now? Um, because like like Brandon said, you you would still be a distraction. Like Kevin Hart uh, hosting, there's still sort of a. A firestorm, or there's still a lot of buzz around the whole situation. So I think it, you might disagree that if he apologizes, then it just goes away. I think it would still be a, a point of discussion or a talking point that Kevin Hart had these uh, in sort of this this whole buzz about him, and he's still hosting. So, you know, hosting so, so leading into that next uh, topic, or follow on, Nick Cannon addresses. Two people that had said uh, uh, some slurs, mm-hmm. offensive slurs in the past, right. and went on and host award shows right. right after, and there was no negative buzz to it. So he, uh, two people that he brought up was Amy Schumer and Chelsea Handler. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them said stuff about you know, and one I think uh, Amy Schumer said, "Enjoy, I'm gonna enjoy Skyfall, you f word," um, and. And Chelsea Hammer said something else, but then she addressed it prior to hosting um, some event that she hosted in New York, some award show as well. But again, none of those are. It sounds like it's blowing over or has any negative, you know, backlash to it. And well, that's what, what shows that's were what shows were they hosting again? Like what? Uh, so like what events were they? Because like the Oscars is a is a. Is a very. I'm not saying that those whatever events they were were, were not big deals for themselves, but the it's, Oscars, not, it's not on that right. Level it's not on that level of an Oscar, and you know, and also I don't think they received that type of the same type of backlash that Kevin is getting. I agree. But why is that? I, that's a great question. So the, the it was thing, a 2018 CeeLo Awards. Okay, so I couldn't even tell you what a CeeLo Award is. Yeah. Oh, you know, no. Was it you know was that award for that? Is that okay? For music guy <laughs> copy. So what that that brings us to the Nick Cannon thing, where I'm glad Nick Cannon sort of stuck up for his brother, saying, "Oh, now now two things again, like we harping, harking back to what we said before. Two things could be true. Kevin Hart was dead wrong for those tweets, 100, percent and and also it's true that our Black black males or black people in general, uh, black women included, are treated or and criticized more harshly for their you know, you know public transgressions than their white counterparts, which is foul. And, and I think the fact that sort of Amy Hume, Amy Schumer and was it Chelsea Handler mm-hmm. and I believe it was one other person I'm blanking on her name right now, but the fact that they were able to sort of you Sarah, know, Silverman. Sarah Silverman, Sarah Silverman, thank yes, you, yes, Silverman. and it didn't become this whole Reddit and Twitter uh, tweet storm. Uh, saying, you know, calling for Kevin's job and this, that, and the third. I think that's uh, very inconsistent. Um, And I think we need to, as a society, determine, yo, like, what is, like, we might need to just put a moratorium in, and I know this is not going to happen. Bro, anything you said before 2016 
is forgiven. Like all all them tweets, we starting over you from two thousand. You heard it two thousand and sixteen on. You know, putting a moratorium on all the tweets. Now, if you say anything from 2016 on, all right, now you should have known better. Right. But, like, everybody was wilding back then. And I, it, the, for people that be having, you know, and achieving certain milestones in their life and then have it all, the rug, you know, pulled out from under them right now, I think it's really unfair based off of something that they said a decade ago and, and in most cases have grown from. So that so that's the next one, um, last one, same situation. Kyler Murray, right? This, I, this, this, never this, hear of him. This this hurt me because of cause, you know <laughs> my, this my this is my namesake. <laughs> but it, it was crazy because I, 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 I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, I was like watching the, the Heisman. I, I didn't watch the Heisman. It just came on. Fell asleep. Woke up. Turned on ESPN, and they were talking about you know Kyler and his his Heisman win, Damn, and then Kyler. they brought up. <laughs> They brought up his old allegation stuff, and I'm like, wow. So now, anytime anybody d- does something well or is being awarded or praised, now we just going back ten years to what they said, and and I think this is like becoming a slippery slope um, that we don't want to do this because like there used to be an old Tumblr page, shouts to Tumblr, I guess, with a uh, new thing. I guess they're taking away adult content, whatever. Uh, anyway, oh yeah, 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 yep, yep, that, we might talk about that later. <laughs> but um, on, on Tumblr, time. there was a Tumblr page called Your Favorite's Problematic. And on that page, it was just basically trying to show, like, hey, anybody that you think is, like, quote-unquote God or, like, perfect or what have you, they've said or done something in their past that a certain group or community uh, disavows or disagrees with. And that's just, they were, the objective of that page is just to say, like, hey, everybody messes up and Mm -hmm. makes mistakes. Right. Don't take, like, we're all human at the end of the day. Right. So, like, just a little bit of forgiveness and, and empathy goes a long way. Because your faith, like, if, if you're criticizing somebody, somebody that you look up to and revere, they've done something just as messed up or worse. We all people. You know, that's why you don't put people on pedestals like that because everybody, everybody, everybody got their flaws. But it's, just like, but it's just like you said, like, I'm not... Why would why would you need to go back? Because I think the, what was the tweet from two thousand and twelve? Oh, they said he was fourteen years old. Yeah, to see like that's yeah, like this two, is the stuff that like that's crazy, you know. And it's just like it's not like what does that Four, have to he was do? Fourteen. That, 14 that's 14, what it was over. 14, what does that have to do with him? I mean, does not justify is. some of the stuff that he may have said? No, we're not justifying. Of, of course, but we're, you know, but we're in twenty nineteen. But, but that, I, that's absurd. Twenty eighteen. I mean, I, so it's two things can be right at the same time, and it was two learning points from this. So one. Um, I I think you can't hold a person accountable for what he said when he was 14 years old. But I do think we need to start going to those age ranges and really start teaching them and teaching and having them understanding what those some of those words and terms that they're using is not okay. Then I agree. You know, so so I agree with that. I think I think kids nowadays are are more savvy than we were back when we first got Twitter and first got Facebook and first got IG and stuff and, and Snapchat. Okay. So so retroactively us going back like there I mean isn't right now kids know more about social media and where and they have Finstas and these fake sure. IGs. So they're more savvy about that stuff now. I'm I'm not worried about the kids growing up now and going forward. Just like people that was on Twitter and back in 2008 and stuff like that like no, I'm more that, worried cuz now but, this is this the era of of social uh, uh, bullying, media bullying. Now this okay. is online trolling. This is the era now where you can talk your mess and, and behind the keyboard and not and not have no consequences for it. Sometimes I, I think so that's why I'm I think that about. that's true because I think that he y'all both made good points because like it, but it's just like that's the that's the nature of the beast in social media is like when you when you have the people that are very savvy like that like Kyle was saying and to your point 
that but that's we, the issue. With, with that but with that you also have people that are going to use it with malice so but it's like how but, do you how do how do you how do you but do you think it's so you're saying that the malice is intentional Sometimes it can. Like you said you have media, social media bullying, cyber bullying, as it is. But I, I think they use it because that's something they they grow up with. So like, I know when I grew grew up in my area, certain terms were just said, and just it was like it was like just whatever. Like it wasn't like no. I mean it was it was cracking. It was socially acceptable but, but, in that right, area, but it wasn't from. like disrespectful. It was like ah, right, you say it to each other, like yo, that's 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 you know. Whatever the word, you know. So, so now, but I'm saying is, we need to now go back because we could say that back then, and, and it was like no repercussions for our actions. And now I don't know what the consequences should be, but I think now if a kid 12 years old tweet that or posts that or says it in class, detention, no, after yeah. school punishment, summer school, you these now schools we need are, to, these schools are getting more involved with that too. I'm glad you brought that up. They yeah. are because um, you know the social media realm is just as if not more. Uh, susceptible for people to be hurt and like stuff to happen like that. That's why you get all these like you know suicide stuff and like that because they think that they equivalently they basically equal social media with whatever it is happening in school. That's what physically. I gotta watch. Uh, Thirteen Reasons Why. Oh, I heard, I heard about that. that. Was, uh, yeah. Did you see the the, so the first season? I haven't seen none of them yet. First season was good. I didn't even watch the second season, but I heard it was trash. I heard it in like something similar to like a, like bullying in school. Yeah, it has to do with cyberbullying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Although the main character is kind of annoying, but whatever. Anyway. Ooh, so see, that's what I'm talking about. See, I'm just you, you're adding to it. Now. <laughs> I'm just saying. Your reason. So no, I'm talking about the ad, I'm talking about the actress. <laughs> oh, this like I, the main character, bro. The guy rest the dead, or I don't know if it was an adaptation of a book or a real life story or what have you, but not, no nothing against them, but that character was the character. Was Feel free to watch it, form your own opinion, you know, share it with us if y'all okay. want, you know, tweet at us, you know. But um, so um, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back with some uh, debate for y'all. Stay tuned. We back and we back and we back. We back. Yuppie Noir podcast. Coming to you on the ones and twos. Yeah. But uh, what we're going to talk about, get into now, uh, is that uh, king of R&B debate. Um, it's been a lot of a lot of buzz going around about it um, since Jacquees put it out, you know, that he was, you know, up in that category. Um, I don't know if my other uh, fellow colleagues here are going to agree with that. But so Do you agree with that? I don't. Oh, okay. I don't personally, but I'm, I, I'm, sure. I'm just making sure y'all don't. But <laughs> So we're going to um, give y'all our top threes and then, you know, give our, our reasons behind why we, you know, consider our top three the top three. No uh, doubt. And so uh, we're going to use this segment as typically every week we're going to do a debate uh, around this time. Uh, we're going to use this sort of uh, debate or you know that's been raging on the Twitter sphere as our debate topic. So um, social media in general, social media, no doubt, everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, Snap, or all that. So IG. Uh, who wants to start it off? So you already know. And also, do we want to do we want to state the criteria for this debate? Do or we are we just free flowing? What are we doing? Alright, so first, do you we're going right now with this other generation, because that's what Jacquees was trying to say. Of this generation, he was the king. Yes. Correct. Um one this, this generation, so that is what, last ten years? That we could do that. Last, less, less, less decade less decade. Okay. Fair decade. enough. Okay. Cool. So um now when you say last decade, just so again more specific, do you mean like the two thousands, like twenty two thousand to two thousand ten, or are we talking about like from two thousand eighteen to await? We might as well just do two thousand on and on. Because I feel like those are our okay. formative years okay. for like what are for what we can relate to, you know? Okay, okay. So, um, 
uh, the one person that I I want to put on there for R and B is Chris Brown. Okay. And the criteria and what I'm going off of is is consistency, longevity, top hits. Um, make songs that are uh, relatable or identifies and can make you get in your bag. Um, uh, awesome performer. Can sell out tours. Uh, can dance. You know, that's where I, I'm going for, you know, who wears the crown in this generation for R&B is a person that hits on those lines. And I think for him, you know, I, I remember he came out maybe... I want to say fifth or sixth grade, so that's like for me, that's oh, like oh five, yeah, oh four, yeah, oh four, you know. And yeah. when he came out, he just kind of he hit the ground running, you know. I guess he did. We we was having you know a tread the line of pop, but I think majority of his music is still R and B and soul, mm-hmm. and um he and he can sing, you know, without auto tune, and then that's where I, Chris Brown is on there with me, just hits, you know. So, um, so is that your number one or? Oh, uh, for me, uh, yeah. There's another. There's a couple on there that I will say, but I'll say one because I think the other people that y'all might agree with. So I'm gonna let y'all make a case for the other people that's on that list. Okay. So I'm gonna say my number one. This might be a little bit more dated, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say Usher. Okay. I'm sorry if I stepped on anybody's toes, but just back to confessions. I, I feel like he. I feel like Usher is the quintessential R&B artist because I feel like R&B is really about songs that's about love, uh, you know, with a significant other, um, and also those criteria that you sort of stated earlier for Chris Brown, I feel like Usher sort of is, you know, father Chris Brown style a little bit. He, he, he can dance, he can sing, uh, he's got love songs for days, he, he makes you feel a, a type of way. Mm-hmm. Um, but who does it better? That's, that's great. Maybe maybe Chris... So you, your argument would be that Chris maybe took what Usher was doing and sort of ran with it. And But I, I still I still have to give it to Usher in terms of just the dancing ability, uh, music style, uh, vocal ability. And, you know, I think I think he's he's the OG to this. So, you know, cat's out the bag. But uh, I was also pushing for Usher as well, like uh, my counterpart, Kyla, here. Um, Confessions album was like one of my favorite albums growing up. Um, definitely has longevity. I think Usher's music um, can last, you know, decades on decades. Um, nothing against Chris Brown, but I just think that um, again, it, it fits more of that R and B uh, vibe for me. And it's like really no, it's not a lot of um, examples I can say where Usher has crossed over um, and did other things. Um, and the only reason I'm giving him that. Uh, bonus in this particular argument is because we're talking about best R&B. Um, I think as a whole, I mean, Chris Brown does other things better, but if we're just strictly talking about R&B, I'm going to have to go Usher. Cause I don't even think Usher had the longevity of a career. You know, uh, you don't think Usher had longevity? Right, because I'm looking at this. He said Confessions came out in 04. Yes. Okay. Um, so you're talking about the, his, his career... From 2000s on, because he he's been active since the 90s. Yes. So, but, but so maybe you're, he's not but, in this criteria of of the, the maybe he's not in this generation is what you because the songs and stuff that you're mentioning all coming from Seven the confession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. confessions mm-hmm. and that, that, that was before. And that was from before then. Though. What what album was that from? That was mm-hmm. from the um uh 
Yeah, it's, yeah you gotta look it up. It's it's the number eight. I think it's eight seven eight seven something. Um, but he had other he had other stuff. Like I'm looking at his billboard. Uh, his billboards. I mean, he did the uh, the ever so popular. Yeah, yeah. Say, yeah saying that. Uh, yeah. In, in, that's not, was, so that, that was that, his that, song. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that was his song. That was off of Confessions, I think. Right, but that's okay. So yeah. Confessions so he 04. Had, yeah. So he has a seven oh one. That was in yes, two thousand seven oh one. Yes. Confessions was in two thousand four. Yes. My way, nineteen ninety seven. So that's that's where. I was coming from because my way was where seven o'clock on the dot and then the drop top. Like, oh uh, yeah, loving this club with um with Young Jeezy. That was a that was that was a hit. That was a hit. I'm looking at it, it peaked at number two on the on Billboard. Oh, that's it. Well, yeah. If you want to go by I'm, hit songs, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about he has. I was talking, so, about, he, I was talking about album. My bad. You talking about but, just but, hits? Well, he's I not mean, matching hits he, with, he with Chris Brown. Nine, he has nine albums, so. Okay, so I'm saying, which ones was so, the ones that I hit? Imagine hits with Chris Brown. What are you talking yeah. about? No, no. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Sorry, cool. Let's do that. Well, I'm glad that you you want it, but uh, because Chris Brown's so to be honest, Chris uh-huh. Brown's career was cut short by you know his, his abuse of Rihanna. So, but it's still going though. When did sure, that happen? Sure, though? but that kind of kept him in that that lane. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he would have been more of the. I think Chris Brown is more of a pop artist. Because he was on that type, same type of trajectory as a Michael Jackson. If he didn't have that type, you know, the the situation in the car with Rihanna, I think he would have been able to get that crossover success that would have took him away from the quote unquote R and B lane. So what about Usher and his allegations by giving? Oh, not allegations because it was confirmed. But his, his career was set, his career was after that though. His, his career is cemented after that. Uh, so it was cemented yeah, I mean, even not, after, not after that. His, his, was his career cemented. was cemented it was before already, that. It was already so, so, set So stone. Chris Brown was still on an upward trajectory and sure. taking off but while, he, when that happened. But he already passed Chris Brown. Uh, uh, Usher's, in that ah, case. That's debatable. So look at Usher's. Let's, let's look at look at Chris Brown. What's Chris, what are Chris Brown's top songs on Billboard? I want to I want to hear I want to hear that. Just, I don't know where I'm uh, finding. Just like just like notice. We could we could we could look at it because. He definitely does. Now I will say I will say Chris Brown's debut album was probably the better, better, but after that it was like eh. albums as a whole. I don't know if I can really say that it was all all hits on the albums. So he's got yeah, right. This is Usher, right? Yes, now. right. He has yeah, peaked at number one. You got it bad, peaked at number one. Would you search for that? Uh, uh, for Chris uh, Brown? Do top uh, Billboard Chris Billboard. Brown Chris Brown Billboard. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, you got it. So yeah, Peter number one. Uh, you got it bad, Peter number one. Burn, Peter number one. OMG, Peter number one. Like these are these are my boo, my number boo. Number with, uh, with Alicia Keys. My boo, Alicia Keys. Classic. Peter number one. Loving this club, number one. Confessions part two. You remind me, and that was my joint. Yep. Number one. Nice and slow, number one. And then that's when you start to get the, the you make me wanna and that was a fire too. But that, that was these all nineties. That that peaked at, that peaked at number two. And these are nineties though. The nice and slow and the sure. they're they're nineties. Sure. So I'm sure. But bro, that's that's a that's a heck of a list right there. You don't have to call Peter number three. Like these I mean the list goes on. So if we talking and now Chris Brown, no disrespect, love let it guy to death, but I don't know if he got this this type of track record. I know right off rip his first song Run It. Yes, Run It. Right, that was that was off. That was right off of there. Let me run it. Let me see. So that that was a good one. I remember that. Um, the song I actually really liked by Chris Brown. I don't know if everybody knows it, but um, Ain't No Way. That was a that was a real good one for me. Um, coming up, I remember playing that going to the you know on the bus to middle school. 
Um, so, so, are there any other contenders for for? Because I I saw somebody that they basically was like, "Don't overthink this." Is mm-hmm. is Chris Brown for this generation? Mm-hmm. Is, or they said it's Chris Brown for the two two thousands. Right. It's Usher for the nineties, mm-hmm. and then I think it was like R. Kelly for the eighties and stuff like that. Okay. Now. Uh, that's when you start getting hairy because obviously, like R. Kelly, in terms of like his his hits and longevity, like mm-hmm. now his off the field allegation or, or stuff like that, that that's foul and we don't condemn none. We're of that. talking but, about music. Let's talk the, about the specifically the music. music yeah. His his music is undeniable as up there as yes. as being you know probably the probably the goat in in terms of for R and B conversation. Now let me ask you this. So. It kind of similar. I'm gonna make a comparison real quick. Okay. The '90s was that was the golden age for centers in basketball. Okay. Right? Okay. Had, you had Shaq, you know, Hakeem, all the good people. Gotcha. Would you say the '90s was like that for R and B? That's a good point. Because if you if you shine over people that were in the, in the golden age right. of the R and B, like when it was first hit, getting really onto the mainstream and people were actually listening right. to it. When you had genuine, right? You had, you know, Brian McKnight, Joe C. Yeah. So you saying his? You're saying that Chris Brown's competition wasn't less necessarily as stiff as some of the people that uh, Usher sure. might have had to go up against sure. or, or R. Kelly had right. to go up against. Right, like, I mean, like, because who else were you going to say from 2000s, like, if you guys had anybody else to say? <laughs> you, Holiday. You would say Trey Song. You would, Trey Song's okay, okay. You, you that's, that's, that's okay. You can put your P. I can't do it. That ain't it, Chief. If you're going to say that, 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 that's, that says it right there. I mean, uh, t- we were saying T-Pain low-key. I mean... Uh, thing kind of created his own lane, though. Right, because what what were you considering? Because he started he started revolutionizing stuff in terms of in musicality and, and the use of auto tunes. So yes, I don't know if I could put him purely in this in in an R and B conversation because okay. like R and B is like you know it when you hear it. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's crooning. It's you 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 know speaking about love and, and the lady and heartbreak and, and all these type of emotions, which T Pain definitely was, mm. but he was mixing in the auto tune. So, and, but and why? So like why that. why are we why are we taking it out of R and B because because it's auto tune. He still, if you're still, t- if your content still saying the same thing, and he, w- I feel like it was pretty smooth. I mean, sometimes it got a little like, okay, like, sure. like too much like, auto tune. I'm in love with a stripper, no doubt. Um, this, well, I'm sprung. I'm sprung, no doubt. Um, but we doing Chris Brown, run it, kiss, kiss forever with you, no air. Look at me now. Did these get? Yo, are these at once? Freaky Friday. Are, they, are these ones? Wait, where did they peak? Twenty. Where did they There we go. There we go. That's all I'm saying. The, the 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 um the kiss kiss I don't know if that was arm <laughs> that was that was a joint though. yeah that was but, a joint it was it so was. like that like that that's back when like videos were able to sort of really submit yes. somebody and, and help it yeah. so like you had certain platforms and I heard this on I don't want to be biting but I heard this curse on a, a another uh, podcast on the Joe Button podcast but they were saying that back then they had certain um, platforms like a 106 and Park or like a TRL mm-hmm. that if you was on there and you was number one for however many weeks, like for instance, yeah, that video for yeah with Ludacris and they was in the club and, mm-hmm. and uh, the A Town Stomp yep. was going, like that was running for like I don't even know how many weeks. I think they had the longest streak of being number one. So if that you're continually getting plays and, and, mm-hmm. and visibility from that, you know, nowadays you don't have those type of visibility where it's all, all at one place where mm-hmm. everybody's eyes are, you know, so it's a little bit harder. Let's not, no, not, let's not, pat, let's not pass them on the, uh, the, uh, you know, our female singers as well. Um, Alicia Keys, Mary J. Blige, you know, um, Ashanti, I feel like was out here, you know, doing her thing at the time in the 2000s. 
Um, Erica Badu. No, that, you know, I hear I, that, yeah. but I, I don't think they belong in this conversation okay. because this is about like. I think this is more like a male dominated conversation for like the, okay. the male R and B singers. It's not like it we'll do re- a separate section. Right. Okay. That's yeah. like for the, the Queens conversation. No, no. But yeah. I, I think just trying to throw them into who, who are some of your favorite R and B artists right now, like currently as it stands today? Not oh. just like the last ten years. Uh Tory Lanez, I mean you can put I think you can put him in there. Um I like personally, um what's his name? Uh Party Next Door. Um, I've kind of gotten a little bit uh, um, synonymous now with his music, where, so, where I can put it on. And I'm like, you know, reminiscing, or I'm like throwing it on and just kind of just kicking it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also um, recently, who's kind of caught my eyes, so he's kind of like a rising person to me. Is mm-hmm. uh, you know, Roy Woods. Okay, I, 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 like, I like Roy Woods. I like him a lot. So I mean, I, I think you got you got some some people. The question is. I don't know. Like, do you, can you say that they are like gonna they're gonna change the game? You sure. know, are they gonna are they gonna set something apart? You know that that they that they can basically own themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would say I like Ty Dolla Sign. I think he's ubiquitous. Um, he's on everybody's tracks um, now as a, as a feature and just writing. Um, so he's really big in the game as an R and B artist, and I think he fits the the technical definition of R and B, where it's you know about sort of those love making songs. Um, I also who I'm feeling. I like Daniel Caesar a lot. He's tough. Um, so there, there's some some people. Go I'm oh, going, I'm go going ahead. Drake B side. That's you funny. know, so so now so what what songs of Drake's like? Can we consider? Does he, he, he have singing? any R and B songs that yeah. are? So so yeah. will we put his R and B songs yeah. up there with some of the best R and B? The thing is, like, here's, here's the thing: he can't really he, no. he's R and B. He can't sing. He's yeah. a cross. He's like a crossover, and I think that's what the, the it's popular in this generation now is when you can kind of do both on the same track. Mm-hmm. Is the thing like that's what's become? You know, how how often do you hear a, like a high rated, top rated song <laughs> where somebody's just strictly just singing? Yeah. Straight through, you know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of like not. It's like a, a generation behind us now. Yeah, but I, I but. definitely got to give it to I think um, Chocolate Dropper, <laughs> my boy Kevin Hart. He put out some fire. Oh my God. So um, check out his music. He got a couple of songs in there where he's singing to the ladies. Really. So, where can you find that? I guess, you know who I forgot the dice in the two thousands? Ray J. Ray J has some. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Ray J. Ray J has some hit. Has yeah, some good yeah. Things. One wish. I'll give him that. Uh, that's all. Gifts? You ain't like Gifts? You ain't like um, Sexy Cat? I? But I don't think Sexy Cat would consider R&B. I don't, right, I don't know. All right, sure. That. Yeah. Oh, there's also a new guy, Lucky Day, that I've been put been put on to. And he, he's an R&B guy, but he's he's really tough. Lucky Day is spelled L-U-C-K-Y and then space D-A-Y-E. But he's tough. So, But I don't think nowadays really R&B, it was a fun conversation for us to have and all, us all kind of getting our little throwback bag. Right. But I, I don't think that it's as popular today. It's not. Um, and th- unfortunately, there aren't really like that many R&B Shoot. singers these days. I, I need, we need, to, we need the Jay trending. Holidays. We need the oh, Tyrese God. to come back. Are you violent? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we gotta talk about that. Yo, yes, so tell us if you haven't seen it. So everybody, all these um old, old older or you know prior R and B singers have uh, been coming out, you know, trying to have their input on who's the king of R and B. Um, and one video was Jay Holiday. 
looked like he was walking somewhere, and um, he was letting people know, you know, his thought process on the three kings of R&B. And uh, while he was recording the video, someone in the background really was just like, are you valet? <laughs> and, and, and he just kind of like, nah, I ain't valet, boo. You know, I got a Gucci jacket. <laughs> like, like, like we supposed to know that's a Gucci jacket. Yeah. Not with a Gucci jacket yeah. on, baby. Yeah. I was like, yo. And then first of all, he giving his list in like, in like, um, like, like they, he's trying to sell riddles, and I'm like, bro, right, like, yeah. like you can't just the first say, had, his first album sold 20 million copies. Hmm. I was like, we supposed to fuck, it's Jeopardy, like, right, right, exactly. That's hilarious. It's Jeopardy. Now shout out to Jet Holiday. Uh, and then Tory Lane said, "We ain't here. You since suffocate." Was that oh wait? Should he get out the bed yet? That's crazy, bro. That crazy. <laughs> My thing is like, bro, if somebody like really violates you like that on the yeah. on video, <laughs> how you still put that video up? Like, cause that's a real goon, a real R and B king right there. I'm, that's what R and B kings do. And I'm glad he did, cause that gave us great content. I was cracking up at that boy. That was hilarious. Got my Gucci on. What you talking about? Yeah, like a Gucci jacket keeps you from being yeah, valet. But right. definitely let let us know who y'all kings of of uh, R and B for this generation, even past generations. You know, educate us, yeah. talk to us. I think that's what we do now. At least, in, uh, for I think I can speak for the three of us. If we want to hear some good R and B, we just going back to the like you said, the two thousands, nineties. Facts, Kellerman. Just facts. So I'm just putting that on. Facts, Kellerman. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But uh, so we gonna we gonna hop in, up into this little break real quick, and we are gonna be right back with the water cooler segment. Stay tuned. We back, Yuppie New Wall Podcast. It's B Merch speaking to y'all. We're gonna get into our water cooler segment. Mm-hmm. Um, in case y'all ain't know, water, we got the name from uh, what we be doing at our JLB every now and again, g- gathering around the water cooler, filling up our water bottles, you know, having some uh, some chit chat with our coworkers. Indeed, a little small talk every now and again yep. is required. Yep, yep. Get it, get your mind off of things at the desk. Sometimes you gotta do that. But um, so this, so we're gonna uh, hop back in our NFL bag. You know, we're gonna talk about our, t- our teams progressed this past week. Um, I'll start off. Uh, my my Colts. We uh, we came up, came up with a big win in H Town and um, got the dub over the over the Texans. They are the division leaders right now, so that was a big win for us. Kudos. Um, kudos. Right now, we right now one game out of the uh, playoffs, um, only because of a tiebreaker, but. I think we can win the rest of our games, truthfully. We got the Cowboys at home. I'm not worried about them Cowboys or Cowgirls, however you want to call them. Um, then That's we what got... said last week. <laughs> but whatever. We're going to get to that. Um, then we got to talk. <laughs> That's what Kyle said last week. What happened today? I get it. Anyway, um, then we after that, we're going to have to play the Giants, some G-Men. I ain't worried about them either. At, um, and then not we, after that 40-point win? I'm not worried about them. Against the, against the Deadskins? Come on, bro. Yeah. And then um, then I gotta play, we got to play Titans week 17. We can win it out. Make this little playoff run. I ain't worried. So you on the outside of the club looking in. Yeah, I ain't Damn. worried. I ain't worried. Y'all, y'all on the inside about to be out. How? So how are we about to be able y'all to got injuries in your backfield? How are we about to be y'all out got there? injuries in your backfield? That don't look good. We still a three, don't look we're good in a three game y'all. lead. That don't look good for y'all. Oh, that don't look good for y'all at all. But anyway, so the Philadelphia Eagles had a, suffered a tough defeat to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, we 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 got some bad calls, um, especially on the first play of the game, uh, fumbled. Clear fumble, but they didn't deem that they had conclusive evidence to say that the Eagles recovered. Fine, cool. Excuses? But that would have put us in 
Dallas territory with a potential to score right off the bat. Swung momentum for the whole game. Fine. Also, another terrible call. Dallas Goddard uh, catches about maybe a 60-yard 60, 60, 60 60 touchdown. They said offensive pass interference. The evidence clearly concluded that he, he just did like a little swim move, barely touched him, but cool. We scored on that same drive anyway. Then a little bit of hard luck as the game is ending. Uh, you know, tip pass. Uh, Amari Cooper catches the ball, runs into the end zone for a touchdown, game winning touchdown. So, you know, actually, I think it was in overtime. No, it was in overtime. Yeah, it was in overtime. So, crushing defeat. Um, you know, I'm not worried. You know, we'll bounce back. Um, it's been a difficult year in terms of injuries and everything that we went to. Hats off to the Cowboys. They did their thing. We still have a ways to go. We still have three games left. Have potential to win, make the playoffs. So the NFC. Uh, the, we're gunning for that sixth spot. Currently, the Vikings are in, in the sixth spot. But we have to beat the Los Angeles Rams in Los Angeles, a Los Angeles team that uh, just lost to the Bears, in which Jared Goff threw four interceptions and uh, only scored six points. That sounds like light work. Then we got to go to the. <laughs> then we got to play. The, then we got to play the Texans, who the Colts just beat, as Brandon just spoke about. So that seems like you know easy. Wait, what, and then and then we've already beaten the Redskins, who now are on their I believe almost third string fourth, fourth QB, string, almost, fourth. Four, almost fourth string QB, yeah. um, and we clapped them last week. So. I'm I'm not worried down a stretch. I think we should be able to make it. Even even so, if we don't make it this year, it's been a heck of a season. Won won the Super Bowl last year. We're gonna retool and then come back. We got our quarterback for the future. Just gotta get guys healthy. I'm not worried about the future of the franchise. So I heard he got next. Hurt. He got hurt, right? Who Carson? He's out. He's gonna be potentially. Okay. It said it said we're worried about him not playing Sunday. Yeah. If that's the case, we'll go into the off season retool. Get him next year. So so you so so you're not worried about the future, but you are worried about the season not going to playoffs. What's that? So you're you're not worried about the future of the team as far as moving forward next season, but you're worried per, about the making precisely, the playoffs. This precisely, season. precisely. Oh, okay, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Just My turn. Don't t- don't touch the mic. Turn me up. Turn me up, Carl. I'm right now. I'm turning imaginary knob. Appreciate okay. it, man. You, you, your levels are up. Right, I'm here, man. <laughs> Shout outs. Appreciate. Don't that. touch the mic like that again. My man. bad. My bad. Um, Studio. My Marco. team looking good right now, sitting at that ten and three. And your running back, two, two of them. Okay. Dose. Go on, continue. Ten and three. Looking good. In theory, we can lose the rest of the games and only still have six losses, and that's what the second wild card team has right now as well. So technically and we win the tiebreaker against them. So a lot of stuff would have to happen for us to in theory not make the playoffs. Um we all play this week? Uh we play the Chiefs Thursday play, night. You'll play in Kansas City. Uh in Arrowhead Field. Oh, oh Arrowhead. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So one of the best teams in the league Patty Mahomes. At, at home. And Patty wait, wait, Mahomes. Question. So MVP. Oh, so MVP. MVP candidate? Okay. So, no, he's MVP. No, he's oh, MVP. But I'm okay. lost, though. So I, I was just asking, Brandon. So, yeah, again, y'all call them one of the best teams. But sure. what do you consider us? Y'all, y'all are a good team. Very good team. Very. With, with three losses, oh. and they have two. B plus. You're, you're a very good team. Y'all B+. So we're technically a game behind us. So if we win, we're tied. So they're a great team, and we're a good team. Yes. Mm-hmm. But but they only have one extra win yeah. right okay. now. They're better than y'all. So if we beat them, stop, stop living in is. Okay, cool. This, this cool. Is, uh, You're right. No, 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 no. Podcast, we're going off of right. a, a thing that we commonly use. I love that in, energy. In both these teams, none of the players. Yes. Almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. In both of those things, if you get close, you still completed right. your objective. Anyway. But everywhere else in life, almost don't count. Right now, so, with a wild card seed, we have a chance to to, to be our, be, uh, uh, lead our division and potentially get a one seed. You have a chance to, okay. So, so again, we're, we're fighting for the seeding while y'all fighting for. To make the playoffs. Sure. So, again, we looking good. Chargers gang out here. Feel me? Phillip Rivers standing up. Phillip, and Phillip, we trust. 
You feel me? That's the slogan? Yep, that's my slogan for him. Cool. And Philip, we trust. Mr. Fourth I ain't never Quarter. Heard, I ain't never heard of Has the most comeback. I ain't never, you know, ever, ever heard of I'm going to give you some statistics. I'm going to give you some statistics. He has the most comeback wins. Okay. And in, 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 in history? Comeback means just in the, means. in the history of what? The in football. 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 Look it up. Look it up. Comeback wins just means Philip Rivers was digging them holes that he had him? to get out of. He's digging them or he had to get them out of holes. He's, he's the quarterback. I don't play defense. Okay. He don't play defense. When you throw interceptions for when you, you throw pick sixes, heard you. When you, that, 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 when you get that, all the team good field goals. Oh, Carson Wentz. Oh, Carson Wentz. That's a whole, right? Yeah. Carson Wentz. Oh, do it But anyway, again, we we play the Chiefs Thursday. Okay. And then after that, yeah, we play the Ravens okay. and, and then the the Broncos. I okay. think we went two out of those three games. Okay. Um, what's, if, the, what's the game you think y'all lose? Uh, I think we lose to the Ravens potentially because I don't think we take we don't care about them like that. I think this is a big game and coming off a short week, we're gonna win this game and then going on to Sunday, we may be a little drained after that. So I think this is the game we win and then the, the Ravens game. I think they have more to play for than us, so we probably gonna chill out that game. You know, not 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 saying that we we want to win. But we may lose that game, and then we're going to beat the Broncos because we, we owe them some payback for what they did to us a little earlier. Oh, they beat y'all too? Off a field goal. Uh, Sounds like so, y'all just lose to a lot of teams in your division. We have three it. losses. Cool. So a lot of teams. That's Again, cool. we have three losses in total. That's cool. How many losses you have in total? Don't worry about that. Co- copy. Continue. Copy. So, again, we're looking good. I, I can't complain, you know, when your team the best in the, the group for once. You know, it feels different. It right. feels different. <laughs> right. Yeah. Soak you know? it up. Yeah. I will. It's not. It's, it's not a familiar feeling and to you. Sun don't stay out forever. That's my quote too. For the, that's, <laughs> I'm gonna end it off. That's, that's my quote that's on my slogan. And Philip, we trust. Okay. Cool. Anything in Philip, like you know, believing, you know. What else we got in the NBA? We want to talk about um, NBA right now. Uh, you know, my Thunder right now, currently number one. We be playing the. the I like play, how you say that. We about to play the Pelicans. Currently. Yeah, we are. That's what. That's a fact. I state facts. Snapple fact. Facts. Uh, there you go. The Miami Heat uh, just played in Los Angeles, I believe, against the Los Angeles Lakers. That was a good game. The last meeting between Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. <laughs> Big one. Yep. Um, it was nice uh, to see them. You know, they're uh, very good friends and, and former teammates. Um, and brothers. Good to see them. No doubt. Yeah, you know. Good to see them go against each other, exchange jerseys in the end. Um, LeBron wild out, you know what I'm saying? So. D Wade did his high. I mean, ten assists, season high assists. Oh, get, getting locked up points. on the final play when he was guarding, uh, LeBron was guarding. He's six eight. He's six eight. So yeah. So so three years younger than him. Yeah, had fifteen points. Dwayne Wade had fifteen. Ten assists, five rebounds, almost a triple double. That's great. That's not the stat line of a Hall of Fame player. But wait, a Hall of Fame player in his sixteenth year? Why not? LeBron's. What year is LeBron in? But but answer the question. I don't know. You tell me. Sixteenth. They got drafted the same year, right? Yeah, but one's three years younger. Okay, I'm talking about years. They, in the they, got, they got the same amount of years in the league. You, yeah, but one play, one play, but okay. they don't got the same amount of mileage. He really didn't have to go to college. But he did though. He did. <laughs> okay. Jesse, if he didn't go to college, he wouldn't have got drafted. Who, so he had to knows? go to college. Who knows? He did. He wasn't a high recruit. Well, that sounds personal. But anyway, it's cool. Anyway. It's cool. The Thunder ain't going to be all on top. As, 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 as <laughs> there you go. Uh, Sixers, they're going to keep winning games right now and then lose in the playoffs. If you say so. No, no, it's no if. It, it, uh, y'all got to make That's it what I'm there. saying. They like, like, I'm sorry. Like, yo, we made, outside looking in. I hate y'all that. Outside looking in. I hate that. Because when we make it every year, we get tired. Your king of R&B is Chris Brown, right? Yeah. What do you say on that song? How you hating from the outside of the club? You can't even get in. Wait, but the <laughs> he, can't, he can't even get into the playoffs. Yeah, it's the playoffs. Play- Wait, did the playoffs start yet? 
I'm just saying, you outside uh, looking in right now. That's a fact. You outside looking in. Yo, yo. But, looking up. But, Facts, Keller, looking man. Up. Yo, Keller, <laughs> the Sixers was doing that for eight years. Okay, stop living in the past. You always bringing up old issues. You always bringing up old issues. Hurries you. Hurries you. Man, we got three rings. Back. 2006, right, stop, right, 2011, 2012. Anywho, clap the thunder. Um, that's for sure. That's for sure. Hurry, y'all. That's for sure. Is any of your team winning the championship this year? Because again, y'all always be talking about y'all celebrate playoffs, but y'all don't win nothing. But if your team not even in the but same I hear, category, but, 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 but why are you say, trying to but talk Kyle, about hear what I'm team. saying, Brandon? Hear what but, I'm saying but, right now. I'm not calling Brandon. But are you? What? All right. Anyway, Brandon. All right, but no. Are you? That was a weird. No, you don't think so. That was a weird thing to say. Go ahead, sometimes, Brandon. Oh. No, go ahead, All right, right. Go ahead, so I was going to say, you can't try to tell us about winning championships if your team is looking in right now. I don't, but, care about, but, I don't care about what happened in 2012, 2011, 2020, see, 2005, So y'all keep yelling the same sentiment of making the playoffs, but then y'all making y'all It's giving us a better chance well, to win a championship. Y'all being, y'all being outside the playoffs is not going so to give you a chance to win obviously a championship. Obviously, we had better chances of winning because we won in 06. 2011. So we obviously have better chances than you. Then. I'm talking about right now. So you have a better chance of winning. Yes, yeah, right now better than y'all because cool. you're not the playoffs. Cool. <laughs> what are you wait, wait, about? what's that, Ricky? Bo- oh, my quote for the day is Ricky Bobby. You, you, you only no, get one quote. No, no, no. I'll use your quote. If you ain't first, you're last. Thank you. Thank you. Got it. Cool. Remember that. So anyway, in in the soccer report. So, you know, I, I like to watch the Premier League, a little bit of La Liga, uh, just some of uh, the Bundesliga, which is the German uh, soccer league. Um, but there was a, a thing that happened this past weekend. Uh, Chelsea played Manchester City. Uh, Manchester City was on the top of the table, uh, but they lost a 2-0 defeat or 2-0 uh, to Chelsea. And that moved Liverpool to the top of the table. Mo Salah is back playing well. Um, and uh, there was a, a little bit of a controversy because one of the players for Manchester City is Raheem Sterling. Uh, he received a bit of some, some harsh treatment from Chelsea fans who were throwing bananas at him on the pitch, uh, which is a racially motivated form of disrespect. And, uh, you know, he just was speaking out about some of the harsh treatment that he and other uh, black players uh, sort of suffer at the hands of the media and also um, at the hands of fans. Um, so that was just something that was sort of on my mind and on the radar uh, this past week in the English Premier League. So I'll try and, you know, bring a little bit. A little bit uh, I'll bring a little bit of a, a soccer report from, from Kyler. But anything else you guys want to add? Any quotes or anything like that y'all want to do before we wrap up here? Um, I just want to say something about, you know, again, working towards y'all goals. That's what we should be doing all the time, for sure. every day. Excellence is a continuous process and not an accident. Oh, I like that. I like that. You should, You got to keep working at it, and then, and then that's when everything turn over. You know. So along those lines, I would like. I would just say we are what we repeatedly do. Um, you know, you are sort of the sum of, of your habits. You know, if you you know do it in, in a once off, that's not really that's not really you. That's out of character. So form good habits, and, and you know that'll be the sum of who you are. And if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> and that's Yuppie Noir signing out. <laughs>